Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the 50 Foot Podcast. Andrew here, and as usual, I'm joined by Kenneth. Howdy. And for this week's episode, we're going to get started right away with our Send It Back segment. And the only one thing that we wanted to send back from last week's episode was regarding the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. So we falsely said that the wild card series, or wild card round, I guess you could call it, is a best of five. It's actually a best of three. So the wild cards are best of three, and then you go into the NLDS or the ALDS, and that's best of five. And then after that, you have conference champion conference championships. So ALCS, NLCS, which is best of seven, and then the World Series, which is best of seven. So now that we've sent that back, we're gonna get right into the episode. Yeah, I mean we weren't wrong a couple of years ago, but it's okay. We're wrong now, and I accept it at least. <laughs> and, and you mean I can't I can't send back the whole episode last week? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That, I'm, that I'm I, yeah. I clicked publish and that that became a thing. Thank if you, you haven't know. heard the things that Kenneth wants to send back from that episode, just just pop the link and then you guys can hear what we talked about last week with our uh, special guest Christian. Yeah, I'm, and I'm kidding. I'm being facetious, of course. Like uh, Christian's one of my best friends. So remember, I no love... big words. Facetious, facetious is a very large word. Okay, uh, you'll so. you'll get to it on your word of the day calendar eventually. Okay, good. Uh, but anyway, I. The reason I brought that up is because I wanted to circle back to one of the things that we mentioned briefly, which was the Aaron Rodgers situation. And while we don't have too much new information, that circles into the last part of our team building series, which is trades. And before I, before we begin with that, uh, if you have anything that you want more to learn about teams or organizations, please feel free to let us know. I'll give you the, more information on how you can do that later. But trades... Where should we begin with that, Andrew? I think the thing that I want to start on is like this narrative that's coming out, especially with the Aaron Rodgers and people forget even the Russell Wilson stuff was. Oh, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. Um, is this whole like, hey, you're making millions of dollars to play a game and yeah. you're competing with us for a Super Bowl every year, which is a very subjective thought. So you should just like be quiet. Stop complaining. Be quiet. Mm -hmm. And I just. I think that's a really dumb take because for me these players are putting like their life on the line for this sort of stuff and i don't want to like this isn't me trying to compare this to like the military and that sort of stuff and i get that like we're not we're not making that comparison here but when i say that where they're putting their lives on the line for this sort of stuff is football is a dangerous sport like you are asking two people highly athletic people to crash into each other to see who like comes out on top like i barely remember physics but that's a lot of force and power and all those things, whatever those equations are. F equals MA, I think it was what it was. That's right? one of them, so, yes. <laughs> so the fact that we're like asking these people to do this sort of stuff, they're just trying to better their lives, right? Like I think Aaron Rodgers is doing what he believes is best to better his life. And don't we do that all the same? Like in our daily lives, like we leave jobs because we want to improve our careers and to better our lives. So I just don't get why sometimes we read these players when they say, you know, I don't think I just want to be here anymore. I want to better my life somewhere else. Yeah, I don't think it's too crazy for you to say that they are, that this is their livelihoods because yes, it's entertainment for us and it gives us something to talk about, but it's still their jobs. And so that's like telling one of us or, you know, the, the royal you, what if someone told you that, you know, you, you you're doing your job, you're getting paid at it. So, you know, j just do it. Don't have any complaints whatsoever. Don't ever feel bad because 
oh, you signed up for it. You have a contract. You're just just talk to your boss about it or don't because you have money to deal with it. But and see if you think if you thought anything that I said right there sounded stupid, that's because it kind of is. Yeah, and like another thing with me in that sort of stuff is like when we look at the contract numbers, let's be careful of how we look at those numbers because NFL contracts aren't fully guaranteed, which means that. If a player is not performing well, they can be released and not be fully paid their entire contract. And that's not how that contract works. So that's just something really important to note. Because if these players are like working out outside of like the facility and that sort of stuff and they get hurt, things will change. Okay, I think and to, to, I wanted to bring in this and I'm not sure of all the details because I think this was just this past week. But I know where you're going. You said non-guaranteed. And so I it was a lineman, right? There's was two. It? There's a Juwan James, the lineman from Denver, and I think it's it's not KJ Hamler. It's one of their receivers. Oh, Deshaun Hamilton, I think, is another one, and he's their wide they're receiver the ones, too. Okay, so they are the ones who who they suffered, or if you don't know, and obviously I don't know all the details, but they suffered injuries during their off season, and they were released from their contracts, and they aren't going to get paid for it or for what they were set to receive. And so, I mean, just to put that into perspective, just they're having, I don't want to say having fun. I mean, maybe it was for them. I'm not sure. But they were doing something not on the field, not within their contract, but they're just living their lives. And all of a sudden, they don't have a job to return to. Yeah. And like the tricky part, too, is so he wasn't working out at the facility. So it was considered a non-football injury. Which allowed the team to essentially not pay him, but and and again, I don't know the full details. I'm actually like trying to read through it right now. Um, the the tricky part with that is, I think the players were like, we're not going to work at the facilities because of like something with COVID. Like there was just not better COVID standards put out there, so they're not. They were trying to. He was trying to improve his game and stay in shape for the team, away from the team. But the second that he gets hurt, the team goes. Yeah, I'm not gonna pay you. Like you got hurt off off of our premises. Because it wasn't like, team wait. sanctioned. Yeah, it wasn't team sanctioned, right? So he actually ends up just getting released. Um, I don't know what his guaranteed money was, but it's not the full money that he's gonna get, right? So now right. he's left with the medical bill. Uh I don't know if he's left with the medical bill because I don't know the inner finances of that sort of stuff. But there's a high chance he's left with the medical bill of like a torn ooh. I want to say ACL or it was a, yeah it was a leg injury I'm pretty or sure. Achilles, which both are very bad, um, especially for a very heavy man. So yeah, he just got the short change of all of this, right? So that if anything, that that the story is intended to put some finality to some of this sort of stuff, right? Which when we compare it to our careers, barring crazy stuff, I will be working in whatever I do until I'm like 50s or 60s. Obviously, the goal is to retire early, but we'll find out what happens. But some of these players get to work and lit, like work their career for what, a couple years and their knee explodes and then you're done forever. <laughs> so you have to find a new career. So if anything, it's trying to put some finality on this sort of stuff. And if you put the finality on this sort of stuff, then you can see why players that get the blessing of continuing to play, they're going to try to maximize what they get because they realize that in any second, this could change. And that's why I think what you brought up is a good point because there's only so much that they can control. And sometimes one of the things that they want to control is 
the situation that they want to be in. And so, you know, bringing it back to the topic of trades, I would just, I guess we'll start by, well, I mean, we already started, but the, my next question for you, Andrew, is where are you in terms of when players, when they're about to become free agents or the contracts are expiring, how do you feel about what, them feeling, okay, I don't want, I'm not liking where the situation is going and I'm about to, or maybe I have one year left, so I might be out of here anyway or might test the market. How about let's just, you can get something back for for my services now and you know, try to make the best out of everything for all parties involved. So I think, tra- here's the thing, like trading is always a really tough concept because people like to think, oh, there's a loser and a winner in the trade, right? And generally, yeah. this is a very general statement I'm about to put out, is the best player, the team that gets the best player in the trade generally wins the trade. Most of the time, that's how Quote, it unquote, plays wins. Out. Yeah, wins, right? There are, there are definitely have been trades where like both teams win. Like the most recent one I can think of was like the Stefan Diggs and they, the Vikings traded Stefan Diggs for a pick that turned into Justin Jefferson. So they both kind of panned out. Which should um, be the idea. Like ideally both teams should be getting something that they, that they want. Like, that they want that, it. Right. Yeah. So in my thing, like, especially with the situation that you said in terms of like free agency and being like a year away. Oh, it's so tough. Um, if they asked, for a trade, I would definitely listen to offers. I think doing your due diligence is important. And then I think this idea of like, I would never trade him, blah, 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 kind of thing is, mm-hmm. I don't like it because for me, your alternative is they walk away for nothing. Right. So in sports, to me, sports is a, unfortunately, is a, it's unfortunate that I'm going to word it this way, is a like an accumulation of talent. You're trying to accumulate as much talent as possible to win the thing at the end. If, if your focus is winning, there's a lot of teams with different focuses in terms of money and like all these other things, but like we've discussed that previously, yeah, we've discussed that previously, <laughs> but if the goal is to win and you're trying to maximize your assets, getting nothing in return is not maximizing your assets, assets, assets. There we go. Words are really tough today. I don't know why. Um, so to me, I think you would do the trade in this situation. The, the, the tricky part of this situation is. If you trade Aaron Rodgers, you are tearing the entire thing down. You are trading Devontae Adams because he probably doesn't want to play without Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And or he doesn't want to play with a bad quarterback, which this, okay, we yeah. don't even we don't know how <laughs> we don't know like, how Jordan Love is. Yeah, let's not get so, that far ahead. We don't know if he's good or bad. But you, you can't imagine that Javon, Devontae Adams wants to sit while or wants to play for a team that because he's getting old too. Like he he's also getting whacked a lot because he plays receiver, so he gets hit especially around the leg sometimes where he wants to wait for a quarterback to develop kind of thing. So I would, yeah, it's kind of tough. It, it's a, it's very much a, the Packers have to decide what they want to be and what they want. And if they don't believe that this situation situation is tenable, then I think they have to consider it, do their due diligence at minimum. First of all, I, I just want to say, how old do you think Devontae Adams is? The fact that you looked it up and just asked me now, I'm going to guess low and say he's like 26. So 28, but I think just to, to put a point or to emphasize your point earlier in terms of uh, shelf lives of careers, like in sports, especially football, uh, the fact that you're already calling him old. At, you never you know, know. Exactly. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that the fact that 28 is already considered, well, it's in your prime, but. Uh, I mean, but, if, if he was a running back, he's probably on his like last nine. Unless like, you're, unless you're Frank Gore. 
I'm convinced Frank Gore is like an alien and he's just he just has regenerative properties or something. He's like Superman. <laughs> See, <laughs> but, uh, that man yeah. will not retire. Like from what I've seen, like my goodness, he's going to play for all 32 teams, which would be awesome to see. But anyway, to your point, uh, just the fact that, yeah, a lot of there are a lot of moving parts. And I think one part that we haven't addressed, all of these things that we've been talking about in terms of Aaron Rodgers potentially wanting to move teams and then the ripple effects that has on the on his teammates and the players who he's probably developed close relationships with. One factor that we haven't considered or that organizations might, fans, like what is like their perceptions of the limited limited access that they have and the things that they hear. And a lot of it, and none of it is pretty much from first first degree or uh, I'm blanking on the term, but it's not primary source. Thank, thank you, myself. Uh, pat myself on the back there. Okay, but, Quinn and Williams, relax. <laughs> but imagine whatever information that the fans get, they're going to react to. And obviously, if, if there's a negative backlash, as there has been for you know at least half of the Packers fan base, I would imagine. And this goes for anyone who whose star player and like the face of the franchise requests a trade. You know, how do you mediate that? I, like I, I don't. Don't get me wrong. I think they're important, and I think they're important to listen to. Um, to an extent. <laughs> to an extent, is what I was going to say. And I think as like as a GM, whatever, you have to do... If, if, if you're doing the job, and you're, you're, your goal is the job, and I don't even say like your goal is like your own like job. I just mm-hmm. mean you're doing the job as its function, not worrying about your employment. Right. You have to do what you believe is best for the team. And I say the word believe is because everyone believes a different thing. Like some people right now are like me and think, oh, you should just trade him for assets and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then there's people like, no, if you trade him, you're like done and you have to keep him forever, blah, 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 blah. And then, so fans are also di- divided on that, I'm sure. But I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if most fans are just like, you better keep wearing or we're going to be really mad. Um, but in terms of like trying to deal with the fans and that sort of stuff, I I have no insight around this, but I, I genuinely do believe that front offices and players like generally block out a lot of noise yeah um just because this stuff is a lot more complicated than people like to believe or than people are actually aware of i think sports is very unique because everyone thinks they can do it everyone thinks that they are a pro at it right and like (laughs) this might go down a very spicy path um how many times have you heard a fan say i could totally do his job do you know how many games i've watched that has nothing (laughs) That has are nothing you, to do. Are you talking do. about in terms of like of of replacing the players or the GMs or in terms GMs. of because GMs and coaches probably and both. Yeah, because that doesn't have to do with anything. I mean, it has a little bit to do with it, but there's so many other things that are important. And I didn't even notice this until I started watching. It was basketball, and there was a story about like when the Lakers like had certain GMs and certain people in place and that sort of stuff, and then they were like, yeah, like. There's people that have to schedule your workouts. There's people who have to schedule like player workouts and scouting meetings and set up the department and all these organizational things that like we don't see because that's just not hot content. Like who wants to see a GM like watch tape for four hours? No one. Who wants to see a guy code algorithms to find players? No one. But that stuff all matters, right? And it so is like, happening. <laughs> and it's happening. And so to me... Fans can do whatever they want. Fans are they're they're a vital part of the game. I'm not gonna undermine them whatsoever. But at the same time, 
people have to do their job the way that they think it should be done because they got hired for that like that purpose right so i don't think it's going to be like a like the packers gm does an ama on reddit and then he'll just do <laughs> he'll do the most upvotes like that's he'll not how a, this yeah, works a poll you know he'll have a poll doing most upvotes but that's not how this works because there's a lot of other play there's a lot of other components to this right there's like even putting together a trade itself i think is extremely complex because it parties they do parties the other party is trying to rip you off you're trying to rip them off you're, at the same time you're both looking for the same thing because you're both trying to win a championship so you're like essentially like sleeping with the enemy at this point and you're trying to like put that all together and then you have to do all the financial stuff and you have to do all the like locker room and like how does this affect our team and and then all the analysis but you have to do all this within like hours if not like a day so like the fact that people are like oh i could totally do this because i've watched games what <laughs> what <laughs> no <laughs> like so so that's my like general opinion of fans I, th- I think they're good i think they're really important and they are part of this sports ecosystem but at the same time you have to do your thing and make the thing that matters matter and that's it keep the what's the saying keep the thing the thing yeah honestly i'm not gonna lie when you talk about all the stuff that goes on organizationally one i trust you because you're you're in one so you know what's happening but two i started spacing out a little bit so imagine if there's some casual fans not only having to hear about those things happening but living it so before you say it's before it's something that you say oh i can do such a better job can you because, yeah, and, and and I will yeah. say, like, one thing I've enjoyed about being on the business side of the Celtics is I've I've learned a lot about, like, this Boston community. And you can tell that, like, there is a family environment to this, right? Like, a lot of the decisions we made uh, during COVID were a fan-friendly focus, right? right? And we put our fans first. And their health and safety is really important to us. So the things that we put in are for their health and safety. And I'm sorry. I'm sure some fans are really mad at us for like, oh, you have to do this and this to get my tickets now. Like, but it's for your health and safety. And we're trying to get you guys back to enjoy the games and that sort of stuff. But we are using it with a fan focus. And I, I can't speak for every organization because there's other organizations where fans hate their, their team because they do stuff or whatever. So I think it's not to like bag on fans and that sort of stuff, but it's with, with social media being what it is now, you just can't listen to everything. If you right. listen to everything and you try to make everyone happy, you can't. Nothing's going to get done, and no one's going to be happy. There, at at some point, you just realize that not everyone can be happy with no matter what you do. Like we could trade Aaron Rodgers for the entire Chiefs offense, and I don't know who has a really good defense, the Tampa Bay defense, and someone in in Green Bay will not be happy. And it is what it is, right? And they'll make a reason for it. It's like, oh well, we obviously traded for this championship, so we don't earn it. Well, I don't know if that, maybe not that far. Like if it, maybe if they fail, and then that's when the because sometimes if, sometimes there sometimes there are trades that appear to be lopsided, but if they end up with a championship, then you know you kind of just take it as it is. Yeah, but the the point of the story is you can't make everyone happy. That yeah. is what it is. And now, and then mostly, or I'm in agreement with you with that. I just wanted to throw in that as another factor that possibly might throw a wrench into the plans, and not like a giant wrench, but at least in terms of. You know, having to hear about it, like, because if they, if you're a noticeable figure in the community, then obviously that's something that they're going to talk about. And I wanted to circle back into something you mentioned early on when talking about Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Uh, you said that they're competing for the Super Bowl every year. I just want to say, or walk that back by saying, 
yes and no. They're definitely in the conversation, but I mean, how many Super Bowl appearances is, appearances have the Packers had in the past? Oh, since like 2007. So I mean, yes, they're in the discussion, but how many have they actually been to? And not all of that you can place on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, even last year, you can argue that he was the reason that, well, I mean, and Devontae Adams, but that's just because I love Devontae Adams. But you can argue that he's the reason that they got as far as they could. So, I mean, especially in team sports, it's kind of hard to argue with players who want to choose where they want to go. And I think one of the other things that players might take into consideration for trade trades is what about their family life or what about just the cities that they may want to live in because you know and this isn't to speak on any other players or whatever and this isn't to speak bad on the city but like if you gave me the choice of of living in like miami or living in like buffalo i'm sorry say it oh i'm gonna say green bay (laughs) oh no i mean like i've been to green bay like lambo lambo's fun uh but obviously like i would you know, based on my age and based on my interests and whatnot, I would choose Miami. And so <laughs> this is the, a very odd way of spinning it into put in park. But Andrew, like if you were, and not even just if I'm an athlete, but where would you want to travel to? Maybe not live. Let's just cut it back to travel. Like where do you, where would you like to see? Well, I think, I think the live and the, the travel thing is a good conversation. Um, I think I have two different answers for both or yeah, I think, I think the whole like living in New York is different than traveling to New York. So I always think it's funny when people are like, God, New York is gorgeous and blah, 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 blah. And then they visit for like two weeks. And I'm like, that's adorable that you think that until you live here. And then you realize how different it is. Um, Especially now, because it's the summertime. So now a bunch of people are starting to go to like New York and that sort of stuff. And it's like, Oh God, I could live here forever. I'm like, Wait until like until December. <laughs> Wait until December, and then you, you, then, then you hit me back. Like, call me back. I'll leave you my number. Just tell me how you're feeling in December. We can talk about you. the different type of coats that exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, but I think, I think for me, in terms of traveling, especially now with like COVID and that sort of stuff being slowly, something's happening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to go to New Orleans. For me, um, I'm just really big into like food. When I go and I think Cajun food has just a very unique place for me. And a lot of the Creole cooking is just very unique and very much a, you have to go to the source to get it and try it. But other than that, it's like, I want to go to a lot of the South for the barbecue, just because I think a lot of the South, a lot of barbecue though, we understand it came from the South. The, or a lot of the origins are from the South, either Kansas city or Texas or Memphis. Memphis, yeah. So a lot of that. And so those are mainly the places I want to go to. I'm actually going to be going to like Portland in nice. June at some right. point. So I think that'll be a, a nice little time off. Um, nice to be on the West Coast for a little bit. But yeah, so so in terms of where I want to go, those are domestically, those are the places I want to go. What about you? Okay, you added domestically because... <laughs> oh, yeah. If you want to do international, we've got, <laughs> this is going to be a long episode. Cause I was gonna, and for the ones that you listed, those are mostly for travel, like just stopovers and like a little vacations, vacations and trips and not just, and not living or are, is it like, yeah, it's not living. I think in terms of living, <laughs> I hate to be a homer, but you cannot be California living. Like it is so difficult to like beat it out because almost anywhere you go, there's like a big like problem. Like anywhere in the Northeast, it's cold. Winters suck. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tornado alley. Uh, and then the tornadoes. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. 
on the east like coast on like southeast you have hurricanes. like hurricanes that's not fun um no one likes that um midwest you have tornadoes like i don't even yep. know what to do during a tornado like i forgot i forgot where i flew i flew somewhere once and then i got off the plane and there was a there was like a sign that said like tornado shelter and then in my head i'm like what what do you do with that i was just really confused um and then we're not even talking about weather right so like i think east the southeast is like humid so it's gross and then uh what's it called like the south so like texas is hot so it's like during the summer you're like probably like 120 to 100 whatever and they had those, those storms during this, the past winter where water was like frozen out and everything so i mean yeah so to me like california is the best but the problem is the argument is oh there's earthquakes and depending on where you live recently fires and, so. and fire sorry yeah no i i shouldn't have forgotten that yeah fires too but so i don't think you can win anywhere so i would probably just lean california just because like the weather's better and it's it's good all year round like i i didn't get that until i moved so for me that's i would probably say california if i were to like live somewhere um but right now i'm like very much like i'll live anywhere at this point i think for me it's i'm pretty focused on my career so any like i'll 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 go to different organizations in the different cities. Cause I, I also do will say, I like the experience of living in a different city in a different mm -hmm. environment. Like, yeah, sure. I didn't like the cold of New York, but it definitely taught me a lot in terms of how to live and like how people on a different part of the universe or not universe, the part of country <laughs> live. Um, so it's good perspective, I think. And it, it's, a, it's one of those stories that like, for me, I would like when I have kids, for example, I'd love to tell them that I did that, right? Like, Hey, I lived in New York. This is what it's like. And, if that's something that they want, then I would love to offer it to them. Like, hey, like, sure, move to New York. It's a good experience. Like, at the end of the day, for me, like, wherever I live is about the life experience. So, yeah. What about you? Yeah, so my cop-out answer for living is uh, wherever the job is. <laughs> I mean, to your point. Uh, but, yeah, if I had to choose, I mean, okay, what do you expect the person who was born in Central California, went to undergrad in Southern California, is now currently living in Northern California? Where do you think I would choose to live? <laughs> Alaska. You're right, but no. Uh, <laughs> what do I mean? I've heard nice things about Alaska. I've never been, so I've heard. I have heard nice things too. I mean, but again, maybe that's a travel versus living thing. Uh, but in terms of traveling, the furthest east, and I say east in quotations, I, I think the furthest east I've actually been. I swear, in is, if you say Nevada, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> no, it's it was uh, actually Wisconsin. Really, funny enough, when I went to go see a game at Lambeau. Uh, oh. So I mean. Honestly, anything east of that, I'd love to go to. <laughs> and I mean, I mentioned you mentioned a lot of the barbecue places, so it got me thinking. Yeah, probably. Funny enough, Nashville. I don't know why, but probably because I'd want to see a, a Preds game there. You uh, just want fried chicken. Be I, honest. Well, I feel like a lot of the places <laughs> I, I would choose is like based on also the sports teams that are around there too, and I'm pretty sure that would affect where I would want to live as well. Uh, but I, I would say. Uh, I mean, I guess the tourist answer for me would be like, oh, Orlando, because everything that's there. Oh, the Disney stuff. Yeah. And then in that's terms fair. of in terms of like New York City, just because, well, one, Madison Square Garden, you know, catch some event there. It doesn't have to be a Knicks game. Although, I mean, that's not as. Dude, I got Lakers Knicks tickets now. before I left the league. I got Lakers Knicks tickets. It was so hard to get tickets. But I was like, one of my few games in Madison Square Garden it was amazing. Between catching, between catching like a show there or Broadway or even off Broadway uh, and, you know, all the stuff that people who aren't from New York say they would like to see from New York. Uh, I'd also want to experience that. 
So, I mean, I think pretty much anything on the East Coast is like fair game for where I'd want to travel. Uh, and then, obviously, we don't have to spend too much time on this now because I feel like this is another discussion. But if we're going international, uh, Italy. If you want oh. to talk about, about places I'd go for food. Yeah. Okay, first things first, bro. I was in New York, and you straight up didn't visit me. I'm, I'm going to call you out right now. Like, we could have done all your... Sorry we didn't have your bodega life, you know? Oh, God. No, I could have... Dude, it was... No, like, I, I will say, like, living in New York is fun. Like, I'm not going to say it's not fun. It was great. But there are weather components that suck. But... That's um, everywhere, as we've yeah, established. It's, it's everywhere. Like, we've established, like, even California has earthquakes and fires. So, yeah. um, bro, you got to go to Boston. I'm, I got you there. But, anyways... um. You can ask Christian how that went. Um, internationally, I like I said, my my list is so long, it's not even funny. Um, but like for me, <laughs> goals is the Maldives, just because Ooh, okay. that stuff is expensive. So like <laughs> me trying to get to the Maldives is like a pretty penny. But so that's a big one. Um, I'm trying to get into Europe. Or sorry, let me clarify. I'm starting to try. I'm trying to start to travel to Europe. I'm right. not currently struggling getting into Europe. Um. Because I haven't done a lot of Europe. I've done, like, London, and that's, like, it. But, like, a lot of Southeast Asia I've done just because, like, for before, before, before COVID, before Colombia, I I took a month off. Like, I, I essentially quit my job a month early. And then I went to, like, seven countries in, like, a month. Nice. Um, so we did a lot of Asia. Um, I did the Philippines, for example, which was, which was a big Beautiful. request on my side just because it, I find it underrated in terms of places to go. So uh, depending on which island you go to, but I went to Cebu. Uh, so out of the seven, oh okay, I went to Cebu. Uh, I went specifically because I choices. Yeah, because I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to canyoneer, and then I also wanted to swim with sharks, or like the the bigger ones, whale sharks. I think is what they're called. They're so. they're a lot safer than the other ones. Although it was actually terrifying because you're like swimming there and you're trying to take a photo, and then the shark like opens its mouth to like absorb fish. But like in the photo, you're literally just standing in its mouth. It's kind of terrifying. Um, I said you hit Southeast Asia, so I mean, this might have been a little bit north, but Japan was is another one that I would probably want to go to. I, oh, so I, I I did Japan when I um, studied abroad. I don't know mm. if I told you guys about that. I studied abroad there, like great experience. I think I I need to go back. Like it is gorgeous. The culture is great. The food is fantastic. Like it's nothing to argue. Um, yeah. So for me, it's mainly Europe. So like Spain, okay. I want to go to. Ooh, yeah. I had a trip to Prague and Croatia planned, and then COVID happened. Um, anything else? I think some of the Netherlands are pretty good. Um, oh, it's a place called Dubrovnik that I'm supposed to see. Like I heard, it's like a really gorgeous place. But yeah, so a lot of Europe is on my list too. But so hopefully, once like COVID clears itself up, I can we can all start doing this sort of stuff. But yeah, that's mainly the big list for me. Yeah, for me, I'm just trying to keep it domestic until. Uh... Until after graduation, and after graduation, after being able to pay off most of the loans, because uh, loans, I mean, schmoans. <laughs> easy for you to say. What are you talking about? Bags. I got, I got loans. I got loans from freaking Colombia. Loans. Well, I'm still accruing them. That's is the thing. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Fair enough. See that that was that's my big gripe right now. But I mean, <laughs> but you know, it's a but look, I'm it's the life I chose. Look, I'm I, don't, I wouldn't ask to trade away from it. Yeah. Well, on that note. <laughs> Everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of the 55 Podcast. If there are any topics that you want us to discuss, team building series or otherwise, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at 55 Podcast. And while you're there, if you aren't already, hit that follow button. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Kenneth underscore Kamaklang, 
or find more information about me on kennethkamaclang.com. And don't forget to subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you next week.